Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Gradeless, and this is our bite-sized Bible study. We've been going through the book of 1 Peter, and we now find ourselves in 1 Peter chapter 4. Today we'll be looking at passages, or the passage of 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. Again, that's 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing that happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. On their part he is blaspheming, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. And so uh, when we look at this passage, right, we see a lot of similar themes that we've seen throughout the book of First uh, Peter. Um, we're talking about suffering, and we're talking about how do you handle that suffering with a spirit that is not beaten down, but rather rejoices, uh, is victorious, in a spirit that isn't pulled down by a worldly perspective, but rather one that keeps thinking about the kingdom of heaven and keeps thinking about the spiritual world. And so as we look at this, we, we see this kind of you know common theme we've seen throughout the book. So he says, first, be prepared for this. And I, and I think this is probably one of the things that we're most, <sighs> we're most unprepared for uh, as, as modern Christians, especially as American Christians is being prepared for trials. Uh, we are, or have been raised in such a comfortable, uh, accepting uh, society where, where Christianity, you can worship freely, you can declare yourself a Christian, and for many, many years, you would not receive any kind of pushback or punishment for that. And I think because of that, we, we have slightly gotten soft. We have gotten soft, and as persecution comes, as pushback comes, as tribulation comes, I see more and more proclaimed Christians shrinking back in that and doing exactly what God's warning us not to do, right? The trial comes and instead of us going, man, I've been preparing for this. I've been reading the word. I've been praying. I've been close in my relationship with God. I'm close in my relationship with my church. I knew this day was coming. I am ready. I am ready. Instead, the fire comes and we start looking around going, what is this? What is this? I don't understand. We can't have that kind of mentality. As Christians, Christ goes out of his way throughout scripture to warn his disciples, to warn his followers that tribulations, trials, and persecution are coming and often coming more so for them than anybody else because they are the people of God. And so as Christians, we have got to stop chasing comfort only. We have got to stop assuming that everything's going to be easy. And we've got to be ready for the hard days to come and to know that God in those moments is going to give us everything we need. But we have to have that right relationship with him and we've got to be in a place where we can hear him so that when the trials come, we've got the shepherd leading us and we know exactly how to follow him because we're so close to him and we're so used to obeying his voice. But he says here, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though it's some strange thing that's happened to you. So don't be shocked by it. It's coming. Know it's coming. Be ready for it to come. 
And when it does, don't look around and go, hey guys, what's happening? Go, no, this is exactly what he's told us to be prepared for. Here it is. Not only that, he says, but rejoice. Right? So not only do you, are you not caught off guard by it, but you're going to rejoice. Why? To the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And so he's saying, look, your father, your father in heaven, when he sent Jesus Christ here to this earth and Jesus lived his life, Jesus went through suffering. Jesus went through pain. Jesus went through persecution. And since he did that, and he's the teacher, he's the master, he's the savior. When you go through it, rejoice. Why? Because you're taking part in the same suffering as him. It's something that draws you closer to him. It's something that makes you more reliant on him. It's something that ultimately should make the intimacy of your relationship even greater. And if that is the pursuit, which it should be if you're a believer, is to have greater intimacy with Christ, not comfort, but greater intimacy with Christ, then rejoice in this suffering. Because if you have the right mindset, and if you've been prepared, and if you're leaning on God in those moments, that suffering is not going to drive you away from him. It's going to drive you to him. It's going to bring you to him. You're going to rejoice then, and you're going to have joy. And he says also this, if you are reproached by the name of Christ, or for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. So hey, if the persecution is solely for the fact that you're a Christian, great. Great. That is you doing your part. That is you wearing the armor of God. That is you being an ambassador of God. That is you being light in the midst of darkness. That is you getting the chance to walk out there, represent the Lord, and show people what the strength, the power, the love, and the self-discipline of God are. And then he says, hey, on their part, he is blaspheming, but on your part, he is glorified. Look, he's saying, look, the world is going to say all kinds of things about you. They're going to say all things, kinds of things about Christ. It doesn't matter because God, who is the one that dictates truth, who is the one who will control eternity, who is the one who will ultimately judge all, he is able to see through the lies and he will proclaim the truth. And then he gives us a caution. He gives us a caution, which is an important caution. It's that just because things are crazy around you and just because the world around you is evil, don't let that take you the wrong way, right? The persecution that you and I should face as Christians should come from us living holy, righteous, and good lives. It should be from us reflecting Jesus Christ. It should come from us reflecting the light of God. It should not come from us being sinful. And he says, so, but let none of your suffering as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. He's saying, hey, suffering should come your way. But just to clarify, I'm talking about the kind of suffering that's good because you were doing the right thing, not the kind of suffering because you were doing the wrong thing. If you are embracing sin, if you are running in sin, if you are living in sin and then pain is coming your way, don't go, man, all to the glory of God. Man, God's going to use this. Uh-uh. That, that suffering did not come because you're an ambassador of Christ. That came because you're going strictly against the word of God and you're not being obedient. So he's making a very important distinction there for us that the kind of suffering that's glorified by God is the kind of people who are being disciples of the Lord. And he says to us, yeah, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this manner. And I think this is important. That word Christian 
in the early centuries after Jesus' death, the word Christian was not used widely. And if it was, it was often a pejorative term, a negative term. And so he's saying, hey, if, if you're being called a Christian as a, as a derogatory thing, if, if your relationship with Christ from the world's perspective is a thing that should be shameful, don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed in that. Be glorified. Let God be glorified in your life. Be, be humbled that you get to be called a Christian. And I think this is something that we're going to experience more and more of in our country and in, in the modern world. It is not going to be acceptable to be a Bible-believing Christian. It is not going to be acceptable to hold biblical values in our lives. And you're going to see more and more people coming at you specifically because you're a Christian. And the test for us is going to be is when that comes, are we ashamed of Christ? Are we ashamed of our beliefs? Are we ashamed of what scripture has to say? Or do we defiantly stand there and go, this is the word of God. My life is built upon this. I am unashamed of it. I glorify what is in here and I submit myself to it. And so brothers and sisters, that's why my prayer and hope for you is that when you come to these bite-sized Bible studies, that this is not the totality of your study. That this is a catalyst that gets you thinking, that gets you praying, that gets you a starting point for you to dig deeper into this word, to read the chapters before, after, the footnotes, the concordances, the study guides, right? All those different resources that are out there that will help you really understand what God's saying. And not only will you take that and apply it to your mental knowledge, but you'll start applying it to the way that you live life. We've got to be powerful, powerful people. And the power doesn't come from us. It comes from the spirit that God gives us. It's a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of self-discipline. And we've got to make sure that we as Christian adults are sharpening ourselves and shaping ourselves up to be instruments in his hand. And especially if you're parents, you've got to be praying and teaching and shaping your children to be ready to face a world that may persecute them simply for the relationship that they have with God. Here's the trust that we have. In the end of all this, God will glorify the righteous. God will make every wrong right. And God will watch over his children. And what we know is whatever we face here, it is nothing in comparison to the joy and the peace that we will experience in eternity. And so brothers and sisters, what Peter's been saying throughout this book, what God's been saying through Peter is, suffering will come. Be prepared for it. Be ready for it. But know that in it, if you are close to God, you will rejoice and you will see victory. And so brothers and sisters, that's my prayer for you. I pray that today you are sharpening yourself as an instrument in God's hands. I pray that you're growing, even if it's just by baby steps, and that God is going to be able to use you in a magnificent and marvelous way for the kingdom of God. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. May God bless you. May God use you. And we'll see you soon.